Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. And I'm Chris Heine. And we're back from Iceland. Over the last several weeks, you guys have heard all of our trip excursions. Is that the right thing? Our experiences, our endeavors? Experiences mm-hmm. is probably a fine word to use to sure. describe that. <laughs> You've heard all the, all the details of our incredibly juicy trip. We took a ton of great artists over to Iceland uh, over the past couple weeks and explored. We looked at uh, ancient formations. We talked about the history, about each other's practices, and really had a great time with everybody, kind of expanding what we think about our own practice kind of in the in the midst of all this. So uh, now that we're back, we're doing the same thing we do every year, which is reflect a little bit of, on what we learned and who we are and all that kind of stuff. But... I think one of the topics that came up uh, really resonated with me as we had a couple conversations the other day. Chris and I were sitting down and we said, what would you learn? What was the stuff that you thought about the most? So before we tell you that, we'll tell you about all the stuff that's happening here at the gallery. Um, we want to thank everybody from the Autoptic crew who put together the great show that we just had up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so over the past couple weeks, we have had a comic exhibition, which is a little bit different than the way that we normally do things. Um, The Atoptic crew, especially Anders Nielsen, uh, curated a five-person comic exhibition, as well as a uh, solo show that's been up at the gallery right now. So we have a lot of original drawings, prints, books, and really fantastic pieces by people all over the place. Um, So that show is actually closing this weekend. So if you didn't get a chance to see it, I think Atoptic is going to be posted a couple photographs of the show Um, and actually as we transition into September we'll have lots of prints and a sort of a mini pop-up shop of some of the stuff if you missed our booth at Autoptic here at the gallery. Yeah it's it's a great chance again to come by and say hi. Uh, We've got a lot of cool things happening this fall that we're going to be setting up and sharing with you guys including some free classes if you want to come by and see some of that stuff or some information about our get-togethers like our game nights and stuff leading up to the incredible Cosmos exhibition, which we're really excited about. A long time ago, we may have mentioned little bits and pieces when we were talking about Bryce Canyon or talking about looking at the night sky. But as I can tell you, firsthand experience, sitting here looking through all the artwork, getting it ready for the exhibition has been really cool. Um, we have put together a an amazing project that is in coordination with the exhibition that shows all 100 pieces of artwork, all 88 constellations, and a ton of astral bodies, uh, and all the myths, the magic, the mythology, the metaphors, all of the pieces of things that that make up what those uh, awesome cosmic things are, will all be showcased in the gallery this October, October 30th to be exact, um, alongside our newest tarot and oracle deck. So as you guys know, back in the day when the ancients used to look up at the skies, they would think about all of the meanings of every single character and player. They would think about where they were traveling and how prophecy was going to happen. They would think about every single piece of how the universe interacted with their modern day lives or with their daily lives. And what we've done is we've put together a comprehensive uh, Terran Oracle deck where you can actually see how the stars would influence you. So as you know, we're big fans of things like this, interactive projects and the like. So we're going to be putting up a pre-order for that. If you're interested in seeing that, 
up on the shop uh, within the next couple days. It'll be shop.lightgrayartlab.com. Um, it's a big fundraiser for the exhibition itself, which will have fiber optic installations. So we're actually recreating the night sky. So if you guys want to support the project and see what that's all about, um, we've got a sneak peek of some of the cool artwork that's going to be on there and kind of a visual of what the tarot and oracle deck will be. So um, really cool big uh, book comes with it as well. Uh, it's got all the information about each one. So if you want to know where uh, Camelo Pardalis, what, where that is and what that's about, um, or uh, Hercules, possibly. Any of those other ones up there. So lots of information. So that's a big deal. That's coming up really soon. And um, we also have a game night, don't we? Yeah, there's a game night this week on Thursday. So it's Thursday, August 27th. And the theme, although you can bring and play whatever you'd like, is going places. And I thought since we've been going places for the last month... Um, so it's going to be games where you're traveling, where you're running around the globe or traveling locally, all sorts of stuff. So it should be a lot of fun. That's and a good one. Yeah. So it's Thursday, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And don't we have just a little bit more time to apply for 2016 Iceland we residency? We do. So in case you guys haven't seen yet, right on the front of the website, there's a giant button that has a light gray Iceland Residency 2016 information. Um, It tells you a little bit about the program, where we're headed to, and all the applications. This year, we're also opening up a scholarship position. So if you're curious about what it's all about and want to apply, you have until August 30th. Yep. And so it's not a lot of time. So if you know anybody that's been dying to travel with a bunch of artists or somebody that's loved loved the idea of going to Iceland, um, definitely check out the information for that. And again, spread it to anybody who you think would be a good a good fit for the program. We're excited to read through those applications. So um, all of the applications, of course, uh, we're going to be contacting people over the next several weeks. And um, the final list of artists and residents will be announced uh, on September 30th, which is crazy. It's not very far away. So I'm excited. It's, it's always really good to go to Iceland and always really good to learn from people. So let me tell you. A thing I was thinking about. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as you know, I have a Star Trek obsession. I am slowly watching the original series now. This is wrong order that I should have watched it. But I think one of the first, not the first, but one of the first uh, series is, is that, so is that a word even? No. Okay. (laughs) One of the first storylines, I guess, in the Star Trek universe that I saw was Deep Space Nine. Right. It was the second series that we watched. We watched The Next Generation and then Deep Space. Yeah. And Deep Space Nine is pretty awesome um, for Jenny's benefit and anybody who hasn't seen it. It's basically like an outpost in the middle of nowhere. It's on the edge of the quadrant. And so hardly anybody shows up. Um, it is like the Wild West of outer space. It's and kind of like the opposite of a lot of the Star Treks because they're always exploring and going different places. And this one takes place on a hub that other people are base. traveling through. Yeah. Oh. So all sorts of people show up. And on this base, um, there's a cast of characters. There's a doctor, of course. Um, there are the people that run it. Uh, there's the captain. There's the major. Um, and then, of course, there's a security officer, uh, Odo, who is a shapeshifter. And then... Uh, a lovely, exciting Ferengi who owns a bar <laughs> named Cork, and of course his family members that are there. So one of the best uh, relationships on that is between uh, Odo and Cork. 
they hate each other but love each other at the same time. So Odo has been one of my favorite characters from that. Uh, I keep wanting to call it series. Is is it a series? Would you call that one a series? Yeah, it's a series. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. It's he's one of my favorite characters. I just like his his personality. So anyway, of course, because Twitter is the most magical place of all, um, where you can just creep on whoever you want all the time. I went and I I found every single Star Trek person that I thought was my favorite, and I started following them. And I think just the other day, for whatever reason. Um, I don't know how to say his last name. I should really have looked that up before the podcast, but it's Renee Aberjun Noise or something like that. Okay. Can you make your computer say it so that we know? Um, Aberjenois probably or something. Oh boy. Renee Aberjenois because it's I I don't know if I can make my computer say it, but it's fine. Shoot, Renee. Well, I'm just gonna say Odo from Star Trek. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just call him Odo. It's you don't need to say fine. from Star Trek. Okay. It's Odo. Well, the real actor, the guy that that is behind the Odo mask, um, is on there, and he he's adorable. He's probably at least like I don't know what is his fifties or sixties. Seventy five. Oh my god. Okay. Right now. <laughs> All right, seventy five. During the show, he was in his sixties then. <laughs> he's adorable. He's like a like an amazing old man, and uh, the best thing happened the other day where. Odo could not figure out how to post photos onto his Instagram. And From iPhoto. Did he say this in Twitter? He said it on Twitter. And then I said, oh, my God, I know how to do that. He said, I mean, I should find the tweet, but he said, basically. I want um, to put photos on Instagram. How, how do I put photos on Instagram from iPhoto this can't be that hard and then he had a picture of himself that I think is the photo he wanted to post to Instagram instead he posted it to Twitter (laughs) and then I was like that is so cute and I said I know how to do that and then I was writing my response and Chris goes no 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 you need to rephrase that you need to make sure you say it in the best most wonderful light ever and i said what okay and so i I describe things to elders all the time i help Lindsay's (laughs) parents with their computers i help my parents and you have to be really specific so i just had her rephrase it because she's just like a little bit too vague like you would have been able to understand jenny because you're a hip kid who's down with it (laughs) but i was like you need to like take one step back to an old person i put my teaching hat on oh yeah he did and he's like where i'm always just like first make a clipping mask and then do this and then everyone's like what's a clipping mask and i'm like "Uh uh-oh rewind me so so we had to put we had to put this into uh a the most loving tweet ever a little package for odo (laughs) teach him how to put his put his thing on instagram and we sent it off and i went wow i just helped this guy that's so nice and then like an hour later he responded and he said that seems like a lot of work and then just seeing that i got a tweet back from wonderful odo telling me it was too much work to <laughs> to post his stuff to instagram i was like oh, this is amazing you're a real life person that doesn't Aww. still doesn't know how to use instagram but it's really cute that is cute so did you send him a tweet back or did you send him a whole package of information just a, it was tweet. Just a tweet it was oh, one okay. tweet that one summarized tweet. how to do it but i was like i would have never like okay I'll, let me pause this after i've okay i'll finish my sentence i would have never thought that i would have ever said anything to him whatsoever at all because for why would I ever just decide to talk to Odo for no reason? I just lurk on his stuff and look at pictures uh, that he posts that he meant it for Instagram, you know. And this time I was like, I actually have something 
to contribute to this. I feel like I know what I'm doing and I feel like this is a fine time to introduce myself into his world for one second, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, why would he ever want it? And it's so silly because it's, it's just a random thing. But for one second, I was like, oh, he's a person. He's a person. I'm a person. We're talking. Did you follow up with anything? Do I think say, I did. Do you say I love you, Odo? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I was like, oh, that's weird. But I, 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 he's, I was like, you're right. Yeah, but it works. I'm like, it is a lot of work, but it works. And then he's just like, well, there must be a better way. And then I was like, uh, and then I stopped talking to him. But I was for one second, like, we have a connection. You are a real person. And so the point of me bringing this up, of course, did Chris, did you find our of actual course. thing? I did. I was just laughing because it, it, the, the, the tweet where he says, I cannot for the life of me figure out how to post iPhotos to Instagram got seven retweets. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I don't know why. <laughs> Yes, you talk to him, and then he talked to you, and then you talked to him, and then he talked to you one more time. And I probably should have kept going because you, that's how a friendship evolves. Mm-hmm. But I was like, ah, and then I stopped. <laughs> but the point, the point is, you should have invited him to have a private show at Like Rare Lab called "Out of the Odo Zone." <laughs> Protect the Odo Zone. <laughs> Keep going. It's, a, <laughs> it's an ozone joke, but with Odo's name. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd like that. So uh, I keep trying to say the point of this. But he the does point, drawings too. He does nice. drawings does he really? with like MS Paint or something like Aww, that. It is amazing. Cute. It's adorable. He makes comics and all sorts of fun stuff. So uh, anyway, I wanted to liken it to the fact that, um, you know, we just spent a couple weeks with people learning who they are and learning about their practice. And of course, there's always like, no matter how how many times we've gotten together with a bunch of people, and no matter no matter how many times you've talked to somebody on the internet or whatever, um, or in an email or something like that, or never maybe you've never talked to anybody ever. Um, I think it's always interesting to learn that everybody is a human being, mm-hmm. even the shapeshifters. So it was extremely interesting too because you still get all of the jitters. I'm sitting there like writing like a, a tiny like one like inch long tweet mm-hmm. about how to use Instagram and I'm still like is this the right way to say this is this the right way to do this but the funny thing is like that's Twitter of course but when you're in person too I wonder what I would have done and I wonder what I would have said if you were sitting at a if, coffee shop with if I was like Aubergeois yeah however you say his last name Aubergeois and then he said, "And he said, if I can't, I can't like figure this, out how to post pictures to Instagram, and if I would have been like, what do you say? And I would have leaned <laughs> on my on my hand on his table as I was just casually, I'm like doing the air quotes, passing by, and I would have been like, let me help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't often have a chance to to respond to somebody in the way that you feel like you're competent to do that. And maybe that's just my insecurities, you know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when you're in person." most people just don't even bother or there's an extra level of stress that comes with like actually making a first introduction. I think on Twitter, it's funny. I'm well, not going to spend all like time working on Twitter. He, but. The way he said it on Twitter was probably looking for an answer because why would you say it? I don't know. Twitter's weird because sometimes Twitter's it's weird. just people shouting out and say things that maybe don't need an answer. But Yeah, they're like, my pancake looks like an a leg. And you're like... That's cool. I don't know what to say to that, but I like it. And then you <laughs> press the star. And then, um, but 
But I don't know, you know. Is that something that happened today? No. <laughs> but that's usually the kind of content that's on Twitter, you yeah. know. But I was like, that's cute. That's so, really funny. See, and that's the difference too. Like, I was thinking about this recently because it's happened a couple times where it happened in Iceland and it happened in a couple other locations where I know people who are really well known and have a big fan base, but then we'll see them in a situation where they're like, lost or confused or you pass by somebody and you have no idea who they are what they do well that's human nature you know like i mean when you're when you're not like curating your tweet right or whatever you are a real human being and i think i totally appreciate the fact that there are people not only just you know in real life on twitter on whatever whatever that show that they don't know everything and that they can't do everything and they're not perfect and they're not, mm-hmm. you know, like 100% curated all day every day even though it's hard to not try to do that on the internet, you know. But I was like, "Oh, you're a real person," you know? Like you get tired at 11 p.m., you know, <laughs> or or something like that. Yeah. But like a he, baby. Like a <laughs> like a sweet baby. <laughs> yeah, but I I liked the idea that 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 is a thing. Anyway, yeah. so I talked to one of my heroes is one of the is the point That's awesome. of this podcast. So, have you ever had a chance to talk to somebody that you really admired and it was like your first introduction to them? Have either of you guys done that? I'll tell you another story really quick. Okay. I, okay. Okay. No, never talked to one of your heroes. Okay. No, I, I mean I probably probably have. I don't okay, know. think about it while I tell you this story. Right. Back when I was a sophomore uh, in college. I went to the Warp Tour. Did I tell you the story? No. Okay. I've heard this story many a time. I will tell you again. Okay. I'm ready. And I was like, sweet, Warp Tour, going to go see some punk rock bands. Oh, that's so great. And then I put on my most grungiest of outfits, and I went, and I saw uh, many concerts that day, many people, but one of my favorite bands was Homegrown, and they had a very cute lead singer, and they were still... And I think still are. Who even knows if they exist anymore? But they were a not so well known band at the time. And I went and I saw their concert and it was amazing. And I was like, oh, that's so great. And the lead singer, who's adorable, was like, I'm going to be selling stuff in the merch booth in like a second. So see you over there. And I was like, oh, see you over there. <laughs> so. I was like, I'm just going to go. And I went in line because I wanted a t-shirt. And I was standing in line. And there's was, was only like seven people deep. And I was waiting for my chance to like go up there and get something. And there he was, of course, just a real person selling his stuff at the table. You know, but of course, I've never talked to him before in my life. And I'm sitting there thinking like, holy crap, this is a lead singer of this band that I really like. And he's super cute. And I'm getting closer and closer. I'm like the third person. And then I'm thinking to myself, I should say something. I should say something really good. I should I should do something. I should, oh my God, I should have a conversation. Maybe we can like, I don't know, like, like it'd be something I could remember. Or like, I don't even know. What am I going to do? And I'm like the second person. The person in front of me is taking a really long time. And I'm like, oh, crap. So I sit there and I'm, I can feel my face turning red and my neck is burning you know, and I'm getting closer and closer and I'm like, okay, I am totally going to ask him to give me a kiss. And I don't know what I (laughs) thought, (laughs) why I thought that was a good idea, but I was like, that's what I'm going to do. And I stepped up and I looked him in the eyes and I'm sure I was like purple by that time. (laughs) And I said, hey, I'll take one of those t-shirts and a kiss. And then I went, 
<laughs> I let out the most horrible horse laugh that has ever happened in my life. And then I went, <gasps> and then he was like, okay. And he gave me a t-shirt and a kiss. And I was like, and then my face just like crumbled off into a dust pile because I had the the worst, most embarrassed feeling ever. I was like, that was so smooth, except for it totally wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I let out like a yuck, like a yuck, like, and it was, oh, and I walked away with my t-shirt, and I was like, "Well, that was that a success?" Wait, where did he kiss you? On the on the cheek. Oh, and then she never yeah. washed her face again. <laughs> no, I did. I did wash my face. I washed it. My face. How long is clean. ago is this? Like ten years ago? Fifteen was, years ago? Yeah, this is like I was a I was a sophomore. Two thousand three or two thousand two or yeah. something. Yeah, okay. so it was a long time ago. But but I was like. Did that work? I think that was a success. He gave me a kiss. I have a t-shirt. I couldn't tell if that was the most mortifying thing that had happened or the best thing that had ever happened to me. Somewhere on a podcast, somewhere else, there's that guy telling his story about the one time he... The horse girl? ...reached out and kissed the adorable (laughs) horse girl who... (laughs) I was like, God damn it, not so smooth. Her one social interaction she ever successfully completed. Oh my God. Well, first of all, like... No one should ever ask for a kiss from a stranger. Uh, wait, actually, that happens all the time, I feel like. Do, does it? At, like, the kissing booth? Uh, it says free kisses for a quarter or whatever. I mean, it's probably not... Free kisses for a quarter? Or, yeah. Not so free kisses. Well, you're paying, you're just tipping. <laughs> I see. A tip. I, you would hope it's illegal to pay for kisses, Jenny. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait a second. So, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, I feel like that's that was one of those times where I was like... Why would I ever talk to a celebrity over again? After that, I was like, I, I, that's, that's enough. And then I clapped my hands and I dusted my shoulder off or whatever. And then I was like, uh, okay, now I can see how this could go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like no matter how practiced or like perfect you think your, your like outward whatever is, you know, like I, by the, yeah. By the well, I, do you think you would ever do that again? As in, if you were in a situation like that, do you think you would ever say something like that? It, ask a random person to give me a Picard. kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Uh. Picard. I feel like at the time, and I can remember this. I was thinking, I, 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 I felt like I looked pretty cool. I was like super excited because I'd just seen those guys play. Were you all sweaty from standing outside in the summer? I was super sweaty. <laughs> I was like, no, but I but I was in a really good frame of mind and I was like, I'm having fun. This is really fun. This is amazing. And as I stood in line, pieces of my composure deteriorated at lightning pace and fell to the floor around me as each person left in front of me. And the closer I got to the front of that line, the weirder and more awkward and more horrible I got. And it proves it manifested itself in a horse laugh that could be heard <laughs> into the cosmos and back. But I felt like at the time that I stepped in that line, I was like, this would be the best thing in the universe. And, and there was no like question. Like I was super confident that, of course, this guy was going to give me a kiss on the cheek, you know? Yeah. Because I, I who even knows? But And it's funny because I think you have to be... Well, to at even least ask he something did like and not just stared at you. Yeah, no, and he like and the funny thing is, let me let me tell you about his face uh, while he while I asked him that was no deal, no big deal to him. It was like, 
yeah, sure. And it was like absolutely nothing. Like like I had asked to borrow a pencil. And it was on some levels comforting that he wasn't repulsed and that his face drooped a little before he, he did the best, it. You just would have instantly vomited in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? And, yeah. and so it, it lessened the blow of my like like super humiliated uh, feelings that I had. But, I, you know, I'm sure he had been asked that by other people before, maybe. And I was totally ready for him to say no to, you know, mm-hmm. which would have been a normal thing. <laughs> I don't know. But I, uh, anyway, it was like, I think if you if you are having a good day, you have sometimes some confidence that you never knew you had and you are charming and you're witty and you're fun to be around and you just feel it. You feel good. You feel like a regular person or an extra cool person. I'm not really sure. Um, But I think that that gives you extra superpowers sometimes to feel like you are like on par with somebody who you think is your hero. And I feel like it's a lot less you know intimidating yeah I, I don't know i can't think of an example right off that i feel like there must be something but um it, there's supposed to be this protocol there's right. supposed to be fake protocol where you you acknowledge that a person is in a position of power i'm saying fake protocol because i don't yeah. believe it but you know my sister says this for example we went to dinner the other day and she saw um oh crap uh woody harrelson woody harrelson at the Ecopolitan, which is a super weird uh, restaurant here. It's like a raw food vegan restaurant. Yeah, which is probably very tasty. I shouldn't have said <laughs> super weird. But it's, um, it is an interesting, like, uh, eccentric restaurant where they have very specific things. And he, sh- he shows up with some lady that I forgot. She was also famous. <laughs> oh, it's... Um, is her name Laura Dern? It's the woman from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Oh. So they showed up. The woman scientist. Whatever. Okay, her, funny. I can't yeah, they showed up and then Victoria was serving them and she shows up and she goes, she said she had her own internal monologue and she said to herself, this person looks a lot like Woody Harrelson and that one looks like Laura Dern. It, I, I don't know if that's her name. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Just call her. It is Laura Dern. Wow. Good job, Chris. I don't know how Trivia. I pulled that. That was weird. <laughs> and somehow Victoria knew exactly who these people look like. I know who what Woody Harrelson looks like. I've seen a movie. So, um, and then she goes, and I wonder if I should tell them that they look like that. Maybe that's them. And so she had her own, like, I wonder what I should say. And she told me that there is protocol. And she said, it would be weird to not acknowledge that you knew who they were. Really? That's what she said. Mm-hmm. And then and then she said it would be less weird if you were like, I know who you are. What would you like to eat now? <laughs> you know what I mean? I am and aware. I, was, I am aware. Just I am be aware. aware that I am aware. I am aware that, that we are all aware. So is that what she said? She said, I'm aware. What would you like to eat? <laughs> she said, she said, you guys either really look like these two people or you are them or something like that. What would you like to eat? Yeah, sir. I don't know what she said. She I said, said she should make nothing but cheers references the whole time. No, and she did not do <laughs> and that. And then when she brings her food, go ba da 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 da. That's for Laura. Oh, okay. Just for she has to point her mouth towards Laura and only do that. There. 
and then but it but she said yes that you have to acknowledge the fact that those are those people otherwise you were a weirdo and i thought to myself that's funny because i wonder i wonder if that's true would you would if you saw a person on the street would you go like you're I don't think you See, would do it on the street, but if no. you were having an interaction with the person, like I a, a, a protracted interaction, you might just do like, I don't know. See, and that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I think it is awesome when people are well-known online, but nobody would ever know passing them. And I think it's really funny. Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not somebody who necessarily recognizes lots of celebrities and I don't know what their real names are and whatever else. And so if I saw one, I probably wouldn't say anything. Would you be like, that person kind of looks like this person that was on this TV I show? I would maybe say that, but I wouldn't make like a big deal about it. To them or to somebody you were walking with? To them. I mean, actually, now I'm having flashbacks to that time we thought Lady Gaga was at ABC. Uh, what is that? ABC oh, yeah. Home ABC Lane. Carpet and Home. Yep. Yeah. She probably was. She probably was. She See, that's the thing. Actually. I mean, you, you like, you only have like some kind of concept of what people really are in real life. Right. Actually, who was it? Uh... Bruno Mars is like a foot tall, mm-hmm. and I had no idea until I and think until I you saw him on next. Him, and then you're like, "Whoops!" No, <laughs> I'm like a foot tall, also. But I, you know, you always assume people are like a million feet tall and like different somehow, yeah. or something. I have no well, idea. See, that's what I like. Like I've seen a couple concerts, and then later seen documentaries about them. Like I just rewatched the Cigarettes documentary when we were on the plane, actually. And it's funny because seeing them in concert, you automatically feel like they have authority and everything is like perfect and pristine. And then I don't know if you've seen the documentary at all. They are the most introverted, shy people I've ever like listened to speak. And they're very articulate, but they all they want to do is play music and they are baffled that people listen to them and want to listen to them. And so they did all these free concerts for the people of Iceland. But it's funny I like documentaries for that reason because you see a person talk and it changes your They're a real weird, person. Yeah. They also showed up to them. the Ecopolitan. And Did they? Yeah, Victoria That's really was funny. like, you're that person. <laughs> I don't think I would recognize... Yeah, there's, She's really there's good so many people that I would not recognize, though. So right, I'm and see, that's like, the thing. I don't think I would say anything. Unless if they like, were on I'm television sure or movies before 2000, I probably wouldn't recognize them because well, I haven't you did. seen Let's the movie or anything a, since uh, then. Yeah, that's right. No, that's how I feel, like, too. Hey, I'm like, you're Alex Mack. <laughs> Who's that? Is that that show, Alex Mack? Oh, probably. Where she's like Chris is just looking up some references. No, I'm just, from... Yeah, remember that show where there was a dad who was a crystal? What? <laughs> no. Jenny's Out of this her. world, yeah. Oh, oh, I do remember that. So would you, in a hypothetical scenario, <laughs> if you saw Chris... I saw Vicky from Small Wonder. Yeah, if you saw Vicky from Small Wonder, uh-huh. and let's put it in a context where you have to interact with somebody, and they came into the gallery... And Vicky from Small Wonders showed up in the gallery <laughs> as a robot. And then I'd ask her to lift the bench. I'd be like, lift this bench with one hand. Would you? <laughs> I don't know. Would you do that in your head and then what would come out of your mouth is a horse laugh? <laughs> I'd ask her for a kiss. Would you? Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> None of these things I would do. Okay, so, so all right, while well, you think about that, because you're having a fantasy right now. Well, Jenny, if you, if... Uh, Saeed from Lost, because oh, you kept man. talking about that person. That's the only one I know. <laughs> yep. Showed up here at the gallery and said, what's going on here? See, would you be like, you're 
See, but I don't know his real name. So I'd be like, Saeed. And then I would say a bunch of... Would you of, say that? I would maybe say that. I'd be like, oh, I love Saeed. You're the best character. And then I would tell him about the gallery. Oh, okay. Because so I wouldn't... wouldn't have anything further to say. I don't know if he's been yeah, in other movies. If you saw him, movies. maybe you'd put it off for a second and then quickly go to IMDb and look him up. You'd probably. be like, one I'd second like, while I look I'd up like, this look information. Over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I probably would. I don't know. If I... If I was so familiar with the character that I could actually have a conversation with it, I'd probably say something. Like, if it was somebody that I have seen in a movie once, I wouldn't say anything at all. Elijah would. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, let me tell you about the gallery. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Because I would have nothing else to say, you know? Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I always wonder about that. Like, what happens in those circumstances? You, I know there's also a piece of my mind that goes oh, crap, here's my chance to have a memory. Mm-hmm. And as horrible as that sounds, that's exactly what I bet you a million other people are thinking. This is the time I met, fill in the blank, you know, Elijah Wood showed up at the gallery. It's like that one time that we saw that guy, James Bond, running alongside a hill. We did in Iceland. Yeah. I think we talked about it Except in the diaries. We're not really sure that was him. And I'm pretty sure it was him. Okay. A and new then, James Bond's coming out this summer. Or wait, this fall, this winter. It, then it's probably done filming for a long time by now. Unless he just wants to reminisce Unless they're and working run around. On the next one. But you know be. what I mean? Like, And you're like, oh, this is my chance to have a story about the time I met this person. And then this cool thing happened instead of me just saying, I saw them. And you're like, all right. See, I always wonder about that. There's certain schools in like London or Cambridge or like harvard and stuff where almost everyone that goes there is related to someone famous from something and like if it's awkward or weird or if that's just like the norm when you're in a situation like that i don't know i was thinking specifically of like um like like would you would you ignore it the end i don't know you know what i mean i don't well, know i feel like of the queen and the king or the prince and what's her name i don't Those know two. I don't know what you're talking about. With the royal babies or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Uh, Kate? Kate and... William? Is that his name? I, I've, are we talking about the same people? Yeah. 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 That's who we're talking about. Yeah. But they just met at school. <laughs> okay. You should just... I don't know. <laughs> you're like, edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fine. Um, But yeah, no, I'm sure they did probably just meet at school, but she was... I don't know what she was doing. What, what was she doing? Well, supposedly she was in a runway show and then he just saw her and asked her out and then they dated for a long time. But oh. it is weird to meet someone who's in like such a public light to like just randomly meet him at school and start dating. Mm. I don't is it know. weird? I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. that's the thing. I think maybe this whole conversation started because when Lindsay answered Odo's question on Twitter, <laughs> it was a very revealing moment where you're like, this is a real person who is exactly like my parents? Yeah, can't figure out how to do something, and they're just they like need some help. randomly using Twitter like Google, and <laughs> and <laughs> and I think and I was like, how charming. And I think we were talking about this originally because one of my major takeaways from Iceland is that no matter the you know sort of the level of professionalism of whoever's on our trips or whoever's in our workshops or whatever. Um, you know, we'll have a workshop that has students who are participating all the way up to the person who's a really well-established artist who's making it. And once you get them in a place together, 
kind of all of the preconceptions of status and things like that just kind of disappear Good. and all of and a sudden it it's be. just like everyone has problems everyone gets lost everyone is a real life is person. not entirely confident 100 percent of the time and um so it's just always really fun to go on these trips and um you know i'm really bad at being super aware of who people are and stuff like that <laughs> but is that but, a really a bad thing though i mean do you think anybody's walking around who's who who has something to to be proud of for example well like, i think people assume like, that people do you're like, do you know who I am? Like, they don't do that. You <laughs> right. Know? I know. But I think people assume that people will be like that. Yeah. But then I think there's like the other half of the people that probably are in the same boat. That's like, that's like, I do things, uh, but my stuff is normal. Just like anybody others normal. Like, like they're, they have more humility than like yeah. the, you know well, who see, I am. I type. think that's like, right. The no, I'm saying people are not. I don't think I've never met anybody like that. Yeah. Well, I think that's the conversations like, you know that I am? we have in Iceland, like the ones we we're talking about practice and stuff like that. Everyone goes through like transitions and struggles and figuring out if a piece is good or bad or other things like that. But I like that we can all walk into a gas station there and nobody knows who anyone is and they don't realize like who they just passed or what's and happening. It, I mean, that's a funny thing, too. It's like like it's all context too right like yeah. any like any of my parents if i was like oh guess what i just met this person in real life they'd be like who the, who the hell is that yeah and then and then in that case it doesn't matter right it doesn't and I, matter i like that too that you could pass a bunch of people and have no idea who they are well yeah. i'm sure you do all the time yeah i i have a lot of um interactions where and not like these people are famous or not that you should know them or whatever but i'll just have an interaction but with in somebody resume form you're like oh yeah and then in real life form you're like oh but you're like not for the same reason that noise was for different <laughs> reasons yeah yeah well I, I randomly i did a board game geek exchange the other day yeah. where i was trading games with someone that i just met on the local forums or whatever and i went out there and i um, gave him the game and, and, you know, he gave me his game and I, we had put off the, uh, the exchange for a long time because of Iceland. Cause I had originally contacted him like a month and a half ago or something. And I was like, Oh, sorry about that. I was out of the country. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's cool. How did that go? And I was like, Oh, it was good. And we just started talking. And then within five minutes, he's like, Oh, I work for a board game publisher and blah, blah, blah. And we like traded cards and stuff like that. But we're going into it. I was just like, here's some random guy I'm meeting at Caribou to hand him a game. And then if he wouldn't have asked me any questions, that's all it would have been. But now I know. Yeah. I mean, you have something in common. I feel like that's the less awkward way of a, a meeting. You know what I mean? Like not not knowing anything except for that there's a person in front of you, I think really is a much more comfortable thing than having done all your weird research. Like I'll tell you another yeah. random story and this one's like two seconds long, but I I might have said this before maybe to one of you guys or both of you guys, but I was being a freelancer is interesting because you spend a lot of time on the computer and you spend a lot of time by yourself. And so occasionally I'll go through spurts of just trying to make sure that I actually get out of the basement and go do something and maybe say hi to some people. And so I will, I'll be floating around on whatever, some website. And if I notice somebody's from Minneapolis, sometimes I'll write them a note and tell them I liked the thing that they did if I actually like it, you know, and I'll be like, cool. And if you ever want to talk art or have coffee or something like that, um, let me know. And I did that once to, to somebody whose shirt I liked on, um, I don't know if it was Threadless or whatever else. And after I sent the email, I was like, I wonder what else this person does. And then I looked him up and it turned out that it was Brock Davis, who is very well known for his like 
quirky, awesome photography series. And his illustration and his concept work for um, a bunch of advertising for like Jack Links and all sorts of fun stuff. I mean, he's a genius, you know. And he's got this massive resume that anybody, I think, would blush a little bit over. And uh, creative director of a, an ad agency here and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, holy crap. And instantly, I was like, oh, that email I sent. Wow, is that too, was that too, like... Like off the cuff? Is it, is it, should I be doing that? Should I not be doing that? You know? But thank God I didn't look him up before I sent that email, you know? Because I think a lot of that intimidation factor that comes with like look like comparing that resume or comparing something like that is actually kind of a crappy feeling, you know. Um, I was just appreciating a random thing that a person did, and the nice thing is I fretted about it for a while, trying to figure out if I if because I it was just a super casual email, probably had forty five exclamation point points in it with no like special anything. And he wrote back and he's like, yeah, sure. And then we went out for coffee and it was really nice. And um, it's funny because leading up to coffee, he's like, well, why don't you meet in this coffee house by my... Actually, the story's getting longer because I remembered a second part of it. He's like, meet in this coffee house um, near the place that I work. And in my head, I had pictured, because I had looked at his resume, somebody who was like 45, 50 years old, you know, like, I was like, surely this person has done a million years worth of stuff and i show up and he's like 30 years old and is wearing like chuck taylor's and just a normal t-shirt totally the opposite of what i thought i was gonna walk into and i actually for a long time couldn't figure out who i was supposed to be meeting at the coffee house because i was like looking for somebody in a suit you know who and i was like wow this is totally different from what i thought you were gonna be and we had a really great conversation about art and it was awesome but um, some of that, like, compare and contrast insecurity about what, what was I doing compared to what he's doing or what have I, you know, like, what have I done and why is it even, why am I even worth having, con- you know, conversation about this with somebody in a similar field that I, you know what I mean? Right. All those things were so weird. And then I was like, well, you know, goes to show, as we all know, it's not like this is news to anybody, like everybody's a person. Mm-hmm. and all my thoughts about what he was supposed to and be. That, yeah, and that goes know? back. Remember the other day I talked about that article that was talking about people being like titles kind of? Like yeah. titles are so important in our culture that you kind of like hearing somebody's title will like put them either above your social status or below your social status. And, that's, and what did they say about that? The way that people, was it a was, was it a thought about how you phrase your title or was it just that titles in general do that at the end of the... It was more just an observation, I guess, about how society has kind of... It hasn't really changed, I guess, because that's always been a thing. And maybe it's been even more of a thing in the past. But um, it's more now about your job title and less about your kind of family title. Whereas, in, you know, like ye olden days, it might have been more about your cast or, your, or something like that. But it was just... It was just like, and when you think about it, it's kind of like, this is a person that when you thought he just made t-shirts, you were just like, oh, I can reach out to this person. It's no big thing. There, but then yeah, when you like heard all this other stuff, it, yeah. it like it made your panic level or, you know, whatever. It made you like think more about like, you know, is this person like. like mean, you why would they care about this random email? From yeah. Me? Yeah. And that's exactly it. And I think I think what it is, of course, it's not just me inflating that person. It's me deflating my own level of whatever I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like not everybody suffers from um, worrying if they're good enough. But plenty of people do. 
Yeah. I feel like that's a normal thing to be like, well, whatever creation that I've just made is okay. But look at all these other cool things. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that do that. And, like it's every- a, and it's a weird thing, too, because if you're meeting with somebody to talk to them or whatever, what they do only matters a little bit because it doesn't make them like a better person or a better, you know, like person to have a conversation right. with. I think, I think it has it's... no bearing on what they're like to have a conversation with, no, I guess. And it totally doesn't. But I think I think in my case, anytime I'm ever worried to meet with somebody or something like that, it's because I'm I'm like. Wow, in the worst case scenario, this person will be like, so what are you doing? And then in I'd the be like... In the worst case scenario, Odo's going to trash you on Twitter. He'd be like, Ugh, this is like, <laughs> I photo to Instagram situation is the worst. Lindsay knows the worst. <laughs> I'd be like, nah, and I'd cry a little bit. But, you know, if somebody was like, what are you doing? And if I didn't have a good answer, I'd be like, again, like meeting Woody Harrelson at a whatever. What you say is the only thing that you said to them. And you're like, and you relive it, and you relive it again and again and again and again, and, and that's all you think about is what if I do the wrong thing, you know? But so that's a funny thing. I'm the only person in this room that probably thinks like that, and you probably don't give a crap, Chris. See, I feel like if you, you met know? someone, you should just treat them like a person, also. Which and you not, should see, and that's why I don't think I would do anything more than just say like, like Victoria do you said, not acknowledge them. Think and, about this internally, though. Like I do, but I don't think I'm like, I need to make a memory. I think I'm more like, that's cool that they're here, and but, that's the end. Right. So, I mean, I, I'm thinking but about I, it more like you cannot stop yourself from, some some people just don't think like this, but yeah. I cannot stop myself from thinking like, this is a thing that's happening. And then in a compartment of my brain, all scenarios are winding themselves up and in the normal part where my mouth is are the normal things that I'm going to say. But it's hard to separate this like, is this happening situation from the you're a real person. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. I don't know. And that's why when we were talking about like an online persona or something, it's funny because online you you see like 10 or 20 years of stuff that someone's done smashed into like a single page of stuff and so of course it's intimidating but I don't know we learn this again and again like it doesn't matter everyone's going through something or trying to figure out what they're doing or changing their stuff um I was reading something earlier there's a person that just went to like a networking event and networking is like one of my least favorite terms or things to do is to just go to a networking thing I like them Really? But see, they were saying that instead of thinking of it as things you can gain, it is what you can give. I think it's perspective. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, if you're talking about it as a, what is everybody in this room going to give me? Then Yeah, that's then, horrible. Okay. No, yeah, that is horrible. But going and saying hi to people sometimes is really exciting yeah. if you're going there because it's stuff you guys all like or yeah. something. Yeah, see, I think they should call it something different then. Oh, I like think maybe all the people who want to network club. should go in one thing. And then all the people who want to say hi should just go like a high club. <laughs> high club. <laughs> I don't think you should walk into a high club expecting just to say no. hi to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if you're thinking about these kinds of things just as as your own human thing. So how about let me flip this scenario on you. You are the person with the resume. Mm-hmm. Or whatever that means. And you are also insecure. Okay? And if somebody doesn't make any kind of acknowledgement 
that they appreciate the thing that you are doing, what do you feel like then? Because I know that if, if I was like, if they were like, oh yeah, you're the person that did that, uh, uh, daily pattern blog. I'm trying to figure out what I did (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. You're the person that did that blog. Can I take your order? And I'd be like, huh. <laughs> I'm like, uh oh, did you? Well, that has that happened. Thing? I mean, that's happened before. We yeah, we well, went out to a fancy restaurant, and the bartender for some reason knew who we were. Yeah, but then when they don't follow it up with "I like that" oh. or "Good job, you" or something like that, you're like, what does that mean? They're like, <laughs> they're like, mm. I wouldn't think about it. I don't know. You I wouldn't. I would think about it all night. I'd be like, what is that supposed to mean? Is that? <laughs> What does that mean? Does that mean that this person is like, oh yeah, you're the you're the creator of that crappy thing I hate? I don't think anyone don't think has that not, passionate not. feelings about daily pattern. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like, what what if do, would that ever happen to you? If they're like, oh, I don't think anyway, it and then they just like kept doing. I don't know. Else. I feel like if they were to know the project enough to know who started it and what the people's face look like, then they probably liked it. I feel like I might also know a lot of things I don't like and who know, did it? Oh, possibly okay. know who did it <laughs> and then think to myself, oh, I don't, it wouldn't bother me either way. Really? I don't, I don't wouldn't think it bother would matter. you? If somebody was know. like, they were like, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to, again to figure out some random thing besides just like light gray or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, it was like, if somebody just stopped that conversation, didn't want to know about it, they're like, oh, and then you're like. I don't think, I, I guess I never assume that anyone wants to know. And I mean, I think you probably know this about me just from dealing with me. I pretty much say the bare minimum anyway. Yeah, you do. And assume that's all people want to hear. So I don't say anything until somebody asks me. And then if they do, then I just usually give a very simple answer. And then but if they see, follow up on that, then I'll talk about it. Isn't it your job, though, to make sure a conversation happens? Yeah, but I wouldn't. In in any respect, as a person, if you're staring at somebody and you're like, we're looking at each other and there's no one else around you, we should probably keep talking. Okay. I don't, this doesn't seem like the the conversation you were actually put for. Okay, if, if it's like, if it's somebody. Meeting, that's one thing. If it was your bartender. Or yeah, if you were having a coffee different. meeting with someone, yeah. then oh, yeah, you talk about saying. it. But if it was the barista, then they'd say, they are you this person? Do. And I'd say, yeah. And then they'd be like, Can next, I have a coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fine. But if you say we're at an art opening. Yeah. Well, then I might talk to him because. Yeah, because they're obviously at You're standing around space. mingling or whatever. Right. You're not You're not in the middle of a task. If you're at somebody else's art opening. I would probably talk to him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. that has nothing to do with your art. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, and they'd be like, aren't you the person? And then. And then they, you'd but you also wouldn't say, I'm the person that did this, and then expect them to like latch on to that if they don't know what it is. Correct. Yes, I agree with that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I do think it's kind of nice that somebody would acknowledge that you have done something and then say, ah, oh, something anyway. I avoid compliments at all costs. I really I like them. It. If anybody wants to compliment <laughs> me about anything, I like them. Because I feel like I'm constantly beating myself up about all this. You know, 
like, I don't know, somebody, somebody sarcastically told me that I was fishing for compliments the other day. And I was like, you know what? I would not mind. I would not mind if somebody wanted You'd to give me got any for me. And my, 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 I'm like, I should just make a field on the blog where people. I, oh, yeah, there is a comment section. But I have always so been sad. a behind the scenes kind of person. And yeah. like when I I like if I thought about making music, I would be like making music would be awesome. But I would publish it, but I would never tour and I would never interact with anybody. When I think about situations like that, so much of the, and I know people are like into performing and that's part of the the music for yeah, them. Yeah, because I was going to say like have it, like, the connection with people I think would be what made it something No, nope, I would just want to make something and then I would want to put it out there. And then I am just more about making it and I don't mm-hmm. care as much about people seeing it if, if that's so a thing. So do you so, think you would ever do a, because this is something that's more related to what you already do like a solo art show yeah may, i mean that's fine okay i, just, I didn't know and that's, yeah yeah because then you have that. to talk to people well, well i, I wouldn't mean, have to you... i mean i could just put it up and not go i mean <laughs> <laughs> well i, was I gonna... suppose that's similar that's a good question yeah. so you would you would make it for the sole purpose of what to enjoy yourself while making the artwork and then you would just ignore the opening I mean, I would go, obviously I would go to the opening or whatever, but I, I would not go every single day after you that. You wouldn't wear a to, name tag and tell people who you are? I mean, if I had my druthers, I probably wouldn't. For the sake of picturing it from a gallery perspective, I, I would because that's what people would like to yeah. see happen or whatever. But that's not, I'm not doing it. Like when I'm sitting there working on it, I'm not like, I can't wait to stand around and have people look at it while I'm sitting there right in front of them. Yeah. That's I, the funny. opposite of what I want. Awkward. I do. I don't want to hear anybody even looked at it ever. Like people will be like, "Oh, I saw that stuff in Target or whatever," and I'd what be about like, you? "Oh, you." Cool. So you don't you don't care if anybody appreciates it. Do you? Do you? <laughs> I didn't say that, but I don't. I don't want to be like. But it's your a lowest priority. I don't want to be yeah. a witness to people witnessing it. Okay. I don't want to play a show and then have people come up to me afterwards and be like, "Hey, man, I love the show." That's too bad because Give I me feel a kiss. like that's. <laughs> and then I'd be like, How "I got a fist married? kiss right here." Oh God! Chris does not uh, does does not punch me in the face. So that's not okay. I want to ask you the same thing. If if you since you just asked Chris about a solo show, which which part of the solo show would be the part that you cared about the most? The art making, the putting it together, the celebration of. I know you talk about the celebration. I know. Of. See, the funny thing is when we're doing it with a group of something or it's a project. Like I feel like I can separate a body of work that you would personally make and then a project that you are celebrating like the close of or the beginning of depending on your perspective I feel like it's easier if I were to have a solo show I would be there I would enjoy the making of it and the process of making it and installing it I think the party more I don't want to stand directly in front of it and be like what do you think tell well, me your I think opinion that's pretty it I feel like all artists are kind of like that because yeah. I have to take photos of artists in front of it and they rare there's two types of people i guess there are people who are like oh yeah and they jump at the chance and then they maybe grab their friends to be in it as well and then there's the other people who it's like pulling teeth i'm like don't leave before i take your photo in front of your thing and then they're like okay i definitely won't and then i'll i'll be like now and they'll be like one minute and then they'll run away and they won't (laughs) yeah see i think that i would have a party and i would be totally fine being at the opening and talking to people I would not place myself directly in front of the artwork. I feel like part of artwork is to be able to understand but it without you wouldn't not the artist's go to your own face opening. in front of it. Yeah. Would you do an artist talk? 
probably. I know yeah. you would. Yeah, I would. So you <laughs> would probably be like, I don't want to do that. Who cares? And you'd, you'd put, put a piece a, of paper. Yeah, you'd put a statement on the wall. Yeah. Maybe. So, and, and so th- I feel like, I feel like you are at one end of the spectrum where if you want to make something, you do it because you want to do it and not because you care if it's a show. And then I feel like you care if it's a show and you I care do. about like the presentation of it. I do. And I would want the presentation to speak more than my face in front of something. Like I wouldn't want it to be. But like, you want to oh. be in control of people's uh, like their experience yeah. of yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Right. So and would you care then in the last part of it is the in terms of like your the acknowledgement that you did it. See, and that's the thing that I have, like, a, I don't know, anytime anyone hosts an event, there is that bit of fear that no one's going to show up or no one's going to care, you know? And so I think I'd have a, I'd have anxiety before the thing happens, but at the event, I would feel totally fine and it would be great. Um, it's always nice to, like, celebrate a project, you know? It, like, makes you feel like you did something. Do you feel like, yeah, like, people showing up, like, is a gratifying... I don't know, way to prove that your efforts were worth it. Yeah, I do. And I mean, that's anytime we're writing grants or talking about how to prove the effect of something. Of course, there's like surveys and things like that. But one of the main points, how will you get it out there? How many people are going to attend? What is the audience? And so those are like the three main ways of proving that people care. You know, which is really silly. And I mean, I guess lots of people talk about it online as far as likes or shares or things. But it's not necessarily the same. Like if you're creating an art experience for people to come to, people coming is like proof that they care. So the reason why I asked you guys both is, and here's mine, I would not even do a solo show. Really? Unless I could talk about it afterward. There would be no way for me to do it, and unless unless would the ex- you attend the show? Then you would attend. Yeah, because I would feel like, why would I? And this is horrible, and I'm just or it sounds horrible in comparison to everything in the world. Maybe why would I ever sit at home more than I already do and work by myself on stuff where nobody can look at it and nobody can tell me if it's okay, and I have no sounding board whatsoever? That feels really stressful but you wouldn't go to the opening and then be like do you like it what's your opinion would you um i wouldn't accost everybody on the way to go look at it (laughs) but i probably would desperately wait to see online if anybody looked at it i would probably care about the amount of people that showed up to the opening and i probably would constantly be thinking about whether or not that is equivalent to my like the, the success of the project is who showed up and how did it work. And I think what that shows is a lot more about like, like, first of all, the project itself would probably have to be, it would probably have the experience as part of what the project was. As you can kind of see by all the like Rare Art Lab, everything, it, it is half about what you get when you show up and the other half is, of course, like the process of making the work to a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's hard about working with the concept of a solo show is that personal challenge, like personal challenges happen in every single thing you do ever at, or they should be like, you know, or to mm-hmm. me. And I feel like it's it's not hard to throw a new challenge into anything at all that you're working on, client stuff or otherwise. Um, but then again... 
it becomes a method to execute something and to entertain yourself while you're doing it. But I feel like that's not enough for me. It's you do it so frequently that that's that's okay, you know. But again, if it was a solo show, I wouldn't do it unless there was some sort of like interactive something where I could gauge like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like right. any of the stuff. Well, and I really. guess I guess there's a big difference. I was trying to imagine like what the other format of presenting something is. And of course, people release stuff online all the time. But in order to have a solo show, you have to have enough stuff and new stuff to fill an entire space. So it's both like a a prompt to fill an entire space and get stuff done in time, but also like have a collection of things that work together. So it is in itself like its own project is to put together a show, like finding a space, renovating a space, putting on something is like a lot of work. And so if that's not important to the project, like if you were just doing a single zine, maybe a different format is better. Well, so see, and that would be a case to a zine or a solo yeah, show or any of yeah. those kinds of things. What happens to it? And it's funny. Chris would probably make a zine, put it in a box, put it in the closet, and then not care if anybody looked at it. See, that's what you but said then, in Iceland. You said you're going to make a zine for yourself. Yeah and, yeah. and lots of people do that. And then I would be like, I, in order for this to be a success, it has to be read by a person and they have to get what I'm trying to say with this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why I asked you guys both what your importance was. Like, do you have to be tied to the work or not? Or is it just making it for yourself? You know? So when somebody shows up to your show and doesn't acknowledge whatever it is that you did, that's where, that's where so that question came from. So if everyone came and they didn't say anything at all, they just <laughs> look, looked at it, and would left. you instantly hate the project? Uh, no, but I'd probably, I'd watch their faces <laughs> and I would probably try my hardest to see if anybody cared about it. Showing up is one thing. Showing yeah. up and leaving in silence is another <laughs> thing. But if, if somebody came up and said, hey, I like your piece, I would probably hold on to that all night. I would feel like maybe I'm weak enough of a person that I uh, You should get I one of those it. happiness buttons where people can click what their mood is. <laughs> They're like, do you like it? Do you not like it? Yeah, one's just, it's got all frowny faces and one green smiley face. Varying levels of frown. But, <laughs> you know, and maybe that is, maybe that's insecurity. Maybe that's just reality for me. I don't you know? think it's insecurity. I think that that's normal. I just I have too. struggled for anonymity. That's what you want? Yeah, that's what I want. That's just fine. And I don't think that it's really fame. I like to stay at home I just in my want house with no credit. one bothering me. It's true, you do. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just I just want credits for the effort. Yeah. It's probably the same reason sense. why everybody likes when somebody actually links to the thing they made on the internet if they share it. Yeah. You just want credit. It doesn't have to be a massive standing ovation. Just as credit. I wonder if I should have said, now I'm thinking about it too much, if I should have said, here's how to do your Instagram. Also, you were the best character on Deep Space Nine. And maybe but then I, you couldn't say that to any of the other ones. But then you would be calling it out and you would say, you're the best character on Deep Space Nine. All your work since then is meaningless to me. I'm thinking about no, the work you did in that. 2000, whatever, or no. 99. I don't no, remember no, no. when Deep Space Nine came out. I would not say that. Also... The, in the horrible, not real world that of this thing I'm about to say, the thing I sh should say now is, you know, I've been thinking about the last two days, and I should have said this to you, and this will be a long string of tweets like this, <laughs> should have said this to you right after you answered me that second time where you tweeted back to me and I was really excited. I should have told you how much I liked you, but now it's been too long. What if he listens to the podcast? Oh, crap. 
<laughs> he'll know I'm being facetious. Uh-oh. But yeah, but you know, it's it's funny though. I mean, at the time, maybe I should have said it. I thought about it and I was like, I'm not going to do that. And then I was like, that's sad because you know what? He's like, he is doing things and he is posting his MS Paint drawings and he's got five stars on each one. And even though that's more than a lot of the stars that I get in Twitter for my drawings, I still am like, holy crap, this guy's got 35,000 people looking at his thing and only five people like his MS Paint drawings. This guy needs somebody to tell him that he's doing a good job, no matter how many people have seen him as Odo in Star Trek and whatever else, millions of things that he's been in. You know what I'm saying? He probably would still appreciate a compliment is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so maybe I should go back and tell him if I ever get another opportunity to teach back. him how to use his, his iPhone. <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, the whole point of this uh, week's conversation was to talk about like how interesting it is when you are up against realizing the fame or not so fame or reputation, I guess is a better word for this, of a person standing next to you. It is very interesting. I think about it all the time. So... Anything else you'd like to say? Yeah. Um, Rene Aubergenois. No, I was just going to say you could tell him about his appearance in Fallout. Oh, cool. Or Uncharted 2. Oh, man. Or uh, all sorts of video games. Who is he in Uncharted 2? Carl Schaefer. Carl Schaefer. (laughs) I don't remember who that is. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's also on like every cartoon, like Ben 10, Archer. Oh, see, look at how many cool things he's done. See, that's the other thing. Like, unless you look up, look up his I stuff. I think I saw, oh, Duck Dodgers. I thought I saw Justice League. All sorts of stuff. That's awesome. So you could t- talk to him all about all those. Soul Reaver 2. Wow. What's that? It's a game that was on, like, Dreamcast and PlayStation 1. That's cool. Well, he has uh, a really good voice. Yeah, he does have a really good voice. Well, now I'm going to be more intimidated. How was my impression of his voice? I want confirmation on that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Did you do an impression? Yeah, earlier I did. Oh. (laughs) You're going to have to rewind to find that sweet track. Sweet track. Um, Yeah, yeah, but besides that, you you can apply for the 2016 Iceland Residency. Game night's coming up August 27th. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, topics, or want to talk about which oh, no. Deep Space Nine character is your favorite, oh, yeah. email I, I at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on Twitter, where Lindsay obviously will uh, obsess you. over your every <laughs> conversation. <laughs> I won't say anything unless you need to know how to use your equipment. Uh, yeah, but that's at lightgrayartlab. That's not Lindsay's Twitter, but that's our Twitter. I I am the one that she is the master of that Twitter. Yeah, Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, and you can find out about game nights and everything there. All the shows too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) everything. Um, And you can follow us on Tumblr, likegreatartgallery.tumblr.com. You can subscribe to this show on the iTunes Music Store, stream it directly on Stitcher Radio, and that is it. Yeah, and definitely keep an eye out for the Cosmos pre-sale if you want to get a piece of that, which you totally should because it's amazing. Um, you can see all the information on shop.likegrayartlab.com very, very, very soon. So we'll make sure to put it all over the internet as soon as we can. And any help spreading the word for that show and that project would be so awesome. So thanks, you guys, for listening, and we'll talk with you soon. Mm-hmm.